0: Hi, my name's Vivian Dice, and I'm the Assistant Minister at St Mark's Church in Emerald, and it's lovely to be with you again today. In our proverb, we read this In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Well, we know all too well at the moment about our inability to control things in our world, don't we? Most of us have had to put our short-term plans on hold for the time being. Plans to travel maybe, plans to visit family and friends interstate, plans to work overseas even, or whatever it might be. Some of us might also be seriously re-evaluating our long-term plans, especially those who are unemployed or people whose businesses um, and finances are under significant strain at the moment. And some of us might even be feeling afraid to plan as we face the uncertainty of whether our plans will be able to come about or not. Why plan if we don't know what's gonna happen, we might be thinking. Why plan if our plans are just gonna fall to the ground? And these uncertain times that we're in also might beg the question of what it is that will really be able to stand the test of all these changes and all this uncertainty. What can truly be established as permanent when everything around us and everything that we work for seems so incredibly fragile? Well, When I read this chapter in Proverbs 16 what stood out to me was this idea of being established. We read this word three times in this section Verse 3 says, he will establish your plans. Verse 9, the Lord establishes their steps. And verse 12 says, for a throne is established through righteousness. To establish something means to bring something into being on a firm or stable basis. To appoint or ordain for permanence. And I had this picture of a tree seedling being very vulnerable and flimsy, especially if it's in my care. And it needs to be planted in the ground. It needs to be nurtured and watered and protected until it's established, until it's able to fend for itself. And this reflection made me wonder, what do I want in my life to become established? What is it that can actually have permanence? What is it of what I'm working for and of how I am as a person that will stand the test of time? What of my life and of my ministry and of who I am does God want to establish? Because if we know the answer to these questions, then we'll know what is really worth planning for. Then we'll have a wisdom that will see us through the changes and chances of this fleeting and fragile world. And here lies the key for this chapter, I think, that it's through wisdom that our plans are established within the designs of God. It isn't so much about the what, but about the how. Because I think this proverb is like that famous quote, that life is a journey... Not a destination because it emphasizes the necessity of wisdom required along the way. So the, I want to highlight three aspects of wisdom for planning. Firstly, wisdom is humility under our sovereign God. Wisdom is humility under our sovereign God. Verses 3 to 4 say this commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end. God's plans are the ones that will ultimately be fulfilled. His purposes are the ones that will ultimately stand. We often hear the phrase, perhaps as teenagers especially, that you can do anything that you put your mind to and that you're the master of your own destiny. But I think this proverb squashes any sort of presumption to arrogance and it reminds us that our lives fall under the sovereign God who controls the destiny of the whole world and so it is wise to approach our plans with humility now for people who tend to be control freaks this is a really important lesson A lot of us, including me, often try to control things and control the timing in which things come about. We might even try to control the people who are on the journey with us just to make sure that our plans are fulfilled. But we can't control everything. And so we've got to learn to hold our plans lightly with an open hand before God rather than with a tight fist which might suggest a lack of trust in God. Because if God's purposes are the ones that will ultimately stand, our plans need to be submitted and aligned to his sovereign purposes. This chapter then goes on in verse 5. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. And then in verse 18 we read, Pride goes before distraction, a haughty spirit before a fall. And this is one of the most famous proverbs, actually, that pride goes before a fall. I used to dream of being a great leader and of having a great leadership platform. Maybe today we'd think about the idea of being like a famous influencer. So one of my dreams was to be a hardcore missionary who was world-renowned, like Mother Teresa. On the surface, my dream seemed pure. I wanted to be sold out to God and serving Him in tough places and impacting whole communities for Jesus. And so, when I felt like I'd got to the point in my life where I wanted um, to intentionally pursue missions work, I contacted a mission agency um, to try to explore the possibilities of working in Africa. But things didn't open up for me as I'd thought. In fact, the doors actually seemed to close. And when I prayed and reflected about why this was with God, I came to realize that actually the motives of my heart weren't as pure as I thought. I came to realize that in these dreams and desires for my life, though I thought they were all about God, underneath it all was the motivation of my own glory. Though God was, of course, in the picture, I wanted the fame. I wanted the reputation. I wanted the respect. I wanted the glory. And this is the second aspect of wisdom that this this chapter teaches us, that if our plans are to be established within the designs of God, we need to search and purify our motivations. Is what we're trying to achieve more to do with our desires than God's? Are our plans more about our security, our comfort, our pleasure, than about seeking to please God alone? Verse 2 says, All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Wisdom is being courageous enough To allow God to search our hearts and to weigh our motives, even when we think they're pure. And then having the guts to allow him to purify our motives, even if that means coming back to a place of nothing. And thirdly, being wise as we plan means guarding our ways. Verse 12 says, those who guard their ways preserve their lives. Well, last week, Holly and Andrew were talking about integrity and how often when we try to take shortcuts in life, things don't end up how we would have liked. And this chapter, again, highlights the slippery slope of things like dishonesty, greed, pride and injustice. It says in verse 8, Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. In verse 11, it talks about honest scales, emphasizing how honesty is integral to all our business dealings. And verse 19 says, better to be lowly in spirit along with the oppressed than to share the plunder with the proud. In other words, stay away from enjoying the plunder, the wealth gained through unjust means. These verses are highlighting some of the temptations that we face along the way as we pursue our plans. The temptations of dishonesty, wealth and power. The lure of turning a blind eye to wrong in order to get to where we want to be. And it's not mentioned in this proverb, but I think another massive temptation is slandering others to gain popularity and influence. Pulling others down to try to increase our own influence. But no, we are to guard our ways. We are to have integrity on the journey. The integrity of our character and our behaviour. Well, why is this? Well, look at verse 12. It says, A throne is established through righteousness. We are established through righteousness. We might not think that we have a throne or a position of leadership or authority, but I want us to recognise that we all actually have the capacity to influence. We all have the capacity to influence the people, the relationships, the community and the culture around us. But our influence is only established through righteousness. Because if you're willing to compromise on your values to make your plans happen, it's like allowing termites to eat away at your throne. It's allowing sin to erode your platform of leadership and influence. So guard your ways. Achieve your plans and dreams with integrity. Don't sell out for a quick gain for supposed popularity or allow material prosperity to become more valuable than your character. For you are established through righteousness. And this is what we see in the New Testament, isn't it? That ultimately in Christ, God has purposed that we are established in righteousness in him. The material gains or the social influence that we receive or plan for or attain are neither here nor there compared to being established in character, in faith and in our identity as children of God and co-heirs with Christ. This is the design of God for our lives. Now today in our church calendar, it's Ascension Sunday when we remember Jesus' ascension after his resurrection, his ascension into heaven. And how beautiful it is, as we talk about what it means to plan with wisdom, to remember that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, as the one who now reigns over everything with all authority in heaven and earth. Just going back to my story for a minute. When God revealed my inner motivation of pride and self-glory, it was like being brought back to nothing. I had no ambition anymore. For the first time in my life, I wasn't determined to achieve or attain anything. I only wanted to be right in the centre of God's will, whatever that meant. But it was from this nothingness... From the empty open hand of my life before God, that God was then able to begin leading me in a new direction in my life. And as he directed each little step, he began directing me on this path to ministry, this path that has brought me here to you, this path that is greater than I could have imagined or have tried to make happen on my own. Remember that Jesus said, whoever finds their life will lose it and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. In the light of Jesus' ascension and his reign over all things, losing our lives for his sake is the wisest thing we could ever do. Letting go of everything, of all of our ambition, of All of our plans for our lives, letting go of our lives even, letting him establish us in his purposes, is when we'll discover that we are truly alive. In this time of uncertainty, maybe this is an opportune time to reflect on how wise our plans actually are and to recommit our whole lives to Jesus. To reflect on what it is that He wants to establish in and through us, within His purposes, and for His glory. In a moment, we're going to take a few minutes to reflect and talk through some discussion questions with the people who are watching this with us. But if, like me, you're someone who likes to reflect and connect with with God through music, Uh, You might like to um, pause and minimise this video and click on the link in the video description below to a song that's called Over and Over by Vertical Worship. And just listen to the lyrics and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you as you reflect about what we've been talking about this morning. So let me pray for us. Jesus, teach us your wisdom as we consider our plans and our future. Teach us to humbly submit our lives to you and to learn to let you be at work in our lives for your sovereign purposes. Search and purify our motives and help us to learn how to guard the integrity of our character so that we might be established in righteousness and in our identity as co-heirs with Christ. May we find our lives in giving them over to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.